together, shall we? Father, as we come to your word, we pray that we might hear you speak to us, to our hearts, to our minds, to our lives, that we might leave from here different people having met with you and heard you speak. So we open our lives and our hearts to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. As Chris said, we're at the end of our little series, our sixth week in one another verses, and uh, this week we're just in one very short verse uh, as our text for this morning, and it's found in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 9, and it simply says this, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Although there are um, only four specific times in the New Testament where we are called to show or to practice or to offer hospitality, it's always within the context of community, uh, the community of believers. But it's a thread that runs right through the Bible from Genesis right through to Revelation. (coughs) Excuse me. But I wonder what comes to your mind when I say the word hospitality. Possibly the name of somebody that you know who is just brilliant at hosting parties um, or having people round to their home. I wonder if you're thinking somebody who's just an amazing cook and produces the most delicious food, that you always have the most amazing company and fun when you're there, and this person just happens to have a really incredible house as well. I wonder if that's what you think of when you think of the word hospitality. Or perhaps uh, you might think... um, I can't do hospitality, it's just not me. I'm a rubbish cook, I've got a little house, um, I haven't got much money, and I'm embarrassed to invite people back uh, to my home. I wonder whether either of those are true of you when you think about hospitality. Well, of course, in recent months, hospitality is a word that we've got to hear a lot, haven't we, in the news, because um, so much of the hospitality industry, of course, has really suffered, hasn't it, due to the pandemic. So hospitality has come to represent more and more restaurants, bars, uh, cafes, that place that we've not been able to go to meet with our friends. Well, as I was uh, preparing for the message this morning, I did a bit of reading around and I found uh, this particular quote, which I thought was really interesting. It was written right at the very start of the first lockdown. Hospitality is a major part of the British economy and the fabric of our society. The warmth of hospitality is what we all yearn for. What a fascinating phrase. The warmth of hospitality is what we all yearn for. It's where we celebrate life events, where we meet friends for a catch-up. Our restaurants, coffee shops and pubs are at the very heart of British life. Warmth of hospitality is what we all yearn for. We kind of have felt like that, haven't we? What's happened is that restaurants, bars and cafes um, are seen to offer that, aren't they? They're seen to offer that warmth of hospitality, that time we get to spend with our friends. Um, And of course, through lockdown, through the pandemic, we've all been deprived of, haven't we? But the question this morning, I guess, is, is hospitality just for friends and family? Is that what Peter's talking about in this little verse that we have before us this morning? that we are being asked by Peter, told, called to offer a meal to our friends and our family within our church community. Well, if he does simply mean that, um, why does he ask us to do it without grumbling, I wonder? Because surely when you spend time with your friends and family, it wouldn't particularly, well, perhaps it does, but it wouldn't particularly (laughs) give you cause uh, to grumble. Well, 
Peter is writing to Christians here who are um, being possibly persecuted and have been scattered for their faith. Uh, Their churches are spread out all over the place. So they are probably offering hospitality to visitors who come um, between churches perhaps and very unexpectedly have to give someone a a place to stay, possibly a stranger a place to stay. But in this book, in this little letter, Peter's reminding the, the Christians that he's writing to of all that Jesus has done for them. But he's also talking about the fact that Jesus is going to come again very soon. And their response should be these things. Love one another deeply, one of our, the first another's that we looked, one another's that we looked at, and to offer hospitality to each other. So what does he mean by hospitality? Well, I think the Greek word, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but the Greek word for hospitality, I think, really helps as we try to look at this. It literally translates love to strangers, love to strangers. Well, as I began to um, unpack this phrase, I found a quote by Timothy Keller, um, who's a a pastor in America, who's, um, I found his definition of hospitality really helpful. He says this, hospitality is welcoming someone into your living space and treating strangers as family. Welcoming someone into your living space and treating strangers as family. Now, if we go back to what I presume some of us think of when we say hospitality, this moves the goalposts completely, doesn't it, from, from that, from how perhaps we think of hospitality. Well, For many years, I loved having people, I still do loving, having people round to my house for meals, entertaining, if you like. But that was the problem. I saw it as entertaining. I would clean and tidy the whole house, even though people would probably only come in through the front door and to one room. The whole house had to be spotless and clean. Um, I'd spend hours worrying about what I was going to cook, that I'd have the perfect meal I was so concerned about what people would think of my home and of me when they arrived. Um, the first service, everyone was nodding. You all are obviously brilliant hosts. Um, I, I, I couldn't deliver the perfect meal, and it concerned me. I guess I was comparing myself to um, people who considered, I considered to be amazing hosts, people whose houses I went to um, that were brilliant, and I thought, well, I can't ever be like that. I wonder if you have ever felt like, or perhaps do feel like that. Do you ever get caught in the trap of thinking that hospitality is something we perform, that it's a performance to be perfected? Do we get caught in that trap rather than what Peter's talking about here, which is a love to be shared? I confess I still do at times. I have to check my heart, though not as much as I used to. But you know, what's really, really encouraging about this little phrase from Peter is that he's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for those who will, as Timothy Keller puts it, will share their living space with someone else so that that person can know the warmth and the love of a home too. That's hospitality, inviting somebody else into our space to enjoy what we enjoy. So just for a moment, have a think about your living space. Think about that place in your life where you get energised, where you feel refreshed and restored. It might not be home, it might be somewhere else, but that place where you feel shelter from the storms of life, your safe place. That place where you can be yourself, where you can recharge your batteries. It might well be your home, it is for me. But it might be somewhere else that you do that. It might be when you're out walking. 
It might be in a, in, when you're drinking coffee in Costa. It, Costa. it might be eating a meal in a restaurant. Where is that place for you? Well, hospitality is inviting someone else to share in and benefit from that space that blesses you too. That's really simple, isn't it? That's not performing. It's not about performing. It's not about impressing anybody. It's simply about inviting someone into that space with you. Doing life together, I think, is a phrase that's come up several times during our One Another series, hasn't it? Doing life together. And as I said, uh, that Timothy Keller quote, he goes on to say, treating strangers as family. So hospitality is not only inviting those you like and get on well with um, into that living space of yours, but also the stranger and treating them as you would your family or your friends or those who you love. As we said, um, that little verse in 1 Peter is in the context he's talking to Christians to show hospitality to one another. So then the question, I guess, is, well, who are the strangers in our church community? Who are those people that we would consider to be strangers? Because he's asking us, telling us, calling us to show hospitality within our church community. Who are the strangers? Well, maybe they're those people or that person that you've never actually had a chance to speak to before. Perhaps they're that person or those people that think very differently from the way that you do. Or perhaps it's quite simply those people in our church family that are at a different stage of life to you. Perhaps even it might be that person that on a Sunday morning you've said hello to for years and years and years, but you've never actually invited them into your living space. So I wonder what this means for you, for me. Like uh, me, you may have been a Christian for many years. I wonder if there's a young Christian in our church family that you could invite into your living space. I wonder if you've not been at CBC for very long at all. Perhaps you could seek out somebody who's been here for years and invite them into your living space or vice versa. Perhaps we've joked about having a perfect house, but perhaps if you've got a large and beautiful house, you might invite someone who's living in a bedsit or one of our Moreland students that gets confined to a room for their time here. How can we think about reaching out to that person that we might see, if you like, as the stranger in our community, that person we don't know very well? Well, we have to be honest, don't we, and say that the pandemic has caused um, many opportunities for... um, hospitality not to happen we haven't been able to do that and as we've said already for some people it's still there's still a lot of anxiety isn't there around uh, meeting up with others and we we recognize that Um, maybe that's preventing us from being able to invite anyone into our space right now and that's fine that's that's perfectly uh, right for those who choose that to be but it still leaves us with a challenge doesn't it this morning Maybe the challenge is that between us we need to think of imaginative ways that we can show hospitality uh, to the church family. Perhaps it is, as we many of us have done uh, through the pandemic, through a phone call, or maybe a good old-fashioned um, letter, or maybe through an email or a text. Maybe even, um, if you're on church suite, why not go through the directory and pick out somebody you haven't spoken through a long time or you don't know very well and get in touch with them. 
If you feel comfortable, why not invite somebody to go out for coffee or a meal? Why don't you invite somebody that you don't know very well uh, to go for a walk together? How can we think creatively about showing hospitality to one another, even at the moment as we come out of lockdown? But I wonder when we think about living space, as I've already said, it's not necessarily just our home. It could be that safe place, that, that place that we enjoy being. It could also be time, couldn't it? How do we share our time? How can we be generous with our time when we see someone in need? I think it's been really encouraging this week as we've, many of us have heard about the need for help for Rose and Anthony this week. How many people have responded in different ways, wanting to show hospitality uh, to them? But as I think about why we show hospitality, why are we called to show this love to strangers that we've been thinking about? Well, it's because Jesus is the ultimate host. Jesus is our ultimate host. So I just want to reflect on Jesus' life for a minute and see how much he loved um, eating meals with others. Um, uh, one commentator says that Jesus was either going to a meal, eating a meal, or leaving a meal. Um, and I think that's pretty true, isn't it, of Jesus' life. So there are times when uh, Jesus enjoys celebrating with his friends, doesn't he? Like uh, the wedding at Cana, Jesus was there. And we often think about how he enjoyed spending time with Mary and Martha and Lazarus, his really good friends. He used to love eating meals with them. But there are also many times he was criticised, wasn't he, by the Pharisees, by the teachers of the law, because he ate with people who they were surprised he chose to eat with, people like uh, tax collectors and sinners, the Bible tells us. He ate with strangers, not just with those he got on well with. There are also times when Jesus provided a meal for 5,000 plus weary travellers, followers on a mountainside, weren't there, with just five loaves and two fish. And there were times when he provided living water by the well just for one lady, one woman on her own who'd been shunned by her society. And of course, Jesus, even on the night before he died, shared a meal, shared hospitality with his disciples. He showed them just what it meant to be the host, didn't he, that evening when he put a towel around his waist and washed their dirty, dusty feet. Jesus, over and over again, invited people into his space, invited them to find rest, to find shelter, to benefit from being in that space with him. And if we understand hospitality correctly as we've um, tried to unpick it, as inviting people into our living space, then indeed Jesus is our ultimate host, isn't he? The one who invites us into his Space And as I was thinking about that, I thought, thought about that beautiful invitation that Jesus gives to every single one of us. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And what we see in Jesus' life, in Jesus' invitation, is God's invitation to us. It's an invitation to intimacy with the living God. An invitation to intimacy with the living God. And Jesus speaks about this invitation in the form of a parable, the parable of the great banquet, which you can um, have a look at um, when you get home in Luke chapter 14. What happens is Jesus tells this story of a man who throws a lavish meal. He's an amazing host, perfect home, perfect meal, and he invites lots and lots of guests, all his friends, to this extravagant party that he wants to have 
All the guests, every single one that he's chosen to invite, turns him down. They make excuses. They can't possibly come. They refuse his kind invitation. Well, the host, we're told by Jesus, gets really angry at this response. And he sends out, he he calls all the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. And he, he says, bring them in. I want them to enjoy this beautiful food that I've prepared. He invites um, those who would not expect to be invited into his um, home, into his presence. Those people that wouldn't benefit from being with him, um, that he wouldn't benefit from. So often we, we share with somebody that we benefit from, but he wouldn't get any benefit from these people coming. They were despised, they were rejected by society. He calls them in, he invites them in. And here in this parable, we see this beautiful picture of our amazing God. Jesus is telling us about God's invitation. It isn't for those who deserve it or have earned it. God's love is offered freely to every single one of us. Isn't that just a picture of true hospitality? This is the love of strangers. That's the love that you and I have been shown through Jesus. And this feast, this party that God invites us to come and join him in, isn't that what we all long for? Isn't that what person saved for? We are yearning for hospitality. We have this yearning, this longing for it because we all have that longing deep inside of us, don't we? This place where we can feel welcome for who we are. This place where we feel accepted. This place where we receive God's grace. And it's for those people who realise they have nothing to bring, nothing to offer to the table, but who recognise the cost of the one who invites us. So God has invited us to his table, but it was costly in order for us to be welcomed into that table, to sit and enjoy the feast with God, Jesus, his only son, had to die. He had, if you like, to be cut off from the table so that we could come. That's radical, isn't it? Radical hospitality that we see in God and in Jesus. Jesus is, if you like, radical hospitality. He loved you and me. He loved us as strangers. We were so far from God And yet he called us to himself. So hospitality is costly. It's costly. It's expensive. It cost God everything he had. It cost him his son to love us, the stranger. But God did it. He did it for us. So sharing hospitality will be costly, can be costly for us too. It could cost money if we take someone out for a meal But it can be costly on time, as we've looked at as well. To invite someone into your space could be inconvenient. It could be inconvenient to have to cook somebody a meal and deliver it to them. But it could also be emotionally costly too, to invite a stranger, somebody you don't necessarily feel comfortable with, into your space can be emotionally costly too. It could be draining. It could be annoying at times. At times it could be just hard work to show hospitality. So perhaps that's why Peter says, offer hospitality without grumbling, without gossip or resentment, without moaning or complaining, without talking about somebody's behind somebody's back when they've gone. Peter's saying, remember who the host is, that it's not you, it's God. God is the ultimate host. He's the one who's invited each of us to dine with him. And he calls us to show that same love 
that same love, that same patience, that same grace to others that we have been shown. But I think Jesus gives us um, another reason for not grumbling. It's found in Matthew 25. Um, When we show love to strangers, we are serving Jesus himself. For I was hungry, Jesus says, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, what you did for one of these strangers, you did for me. By reaching out to others, we're able to show our love to Jesus at the same time and, and also in some poor way to reflect the amazing grace, the amazing generosity that we ourselves have received. Hebrews tells us another reason why we shouldn't grumble. It says this, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Abraham did that the story back in Genesis when he had some visitors that he welcomed and fed, found out afterwards that God and angels had come to visit him. Who could we be serving when we reach out with love to strangers? So as I draw this to a close, as I draw our series to a close now, we've concentrated on one small verse, just seven words in 1 Peter this morning. But Peter was somebody who'd lived with And he'd seen Jesus live out hospitality. He'd seen Jesus inviting people, even himself, into his own space. He'd seen Jesus giving out um, invitations to intimacy with him, with his father, without ever grumbling or complaining. So loving the stranger can be disappointing. It can hurt sometimes. But we're called to keep loving like Jesus loves. That love, that love that Peter experienced himself, that Peter saw in action, Peter now says, put it into practice. You do it too. As I was thinking about the end of this series, it seems to me that we've gone full circle by ending on hospitality. Because if you remember back, we began with Jesus' command to love one another, to love one another as he has loved us. And we can only give hospitality to others when we understand his love. We've explored through the last few weeks how to show that amazing love in the way that we honour one another, in the way that we greet one another, in the way that we encourage one another, in the way that we serve one another, and in the way that we show hospitality to one another. Here's a quote, you might remember it. We are loved by Jesus, to love like Jesus, to display Jesus. That's what Chris said to us as he closed the first service um, on our Love One Another series. We are loved by Jesus, to love like Jesus, to display Jesus. How can we show hospitality this week? How can we love strangers this week? By understanding that we're loved by Jesus understanding that we then share that love with others, love like Jesus has loved us. But here's the question as I close. How can we display Jesus to someone this week by offering them into our space, by offering them our time, by offering them our attention? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me to show true hospitality, to offer hospitality to one another without grumbling? this week.
Should we stop for a minute and just think about that question? Think about what, maybe how God's been prompting you through the message to show hospitality this week. Father, as we sit here, reminded again the joy of being part of a community, able to sit next to each other, able to sing and worship you together, able to see one another's faces, reminded again that we belong to a church family. We want to ask that we would be people this week, a church family, who understand that we're loved by Jesus, that take on that challenge, that call to love like we have been loved but also to be able to see the stranger and invite them into our space. Father, we pray that you'd show us in these strange and different times that we live in how we can be those who show hospitality to one another, how we can invite people to explore the love of Jesus together. Your love, Jesus, is deep and it's wide. We pray that you would help us to love the stranger in our church family, to love each other deeply, but also to love those in our neighbourhood, those in our workplace, those in our classroom, those in our gym class, wherever it may be, that we might be able to offer them too the greatest invitation that we can offer to know and experience your hospitality for themselves. Father, help us, we pray. Fill us with your spirit that we might bubble over with love for you and for others, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.